Hello and welcome to the Hardcore Honest Tea Podcast. With me, your host, Logan Slaughter, also known as Logan Hardcore when I'm up in the cross-dressing function gigs, girl. Happy Tuesday. Yes, I'm coming to you a day late and a few dollars short because guess what? I've been struggling mentally. Uh, (laughs) Hmm. Because, girl, sometimes a bitch just needs to press pause and take a minute and sit back and hush out the sounds and just sit in a quietness for a minute. And um, I have for a very long time been very vocal about people taking their mental health seriously. And yesterday, I just felt like I was pushed to my limit with a lot going on, and I needed a moment. So I started to record my Patreon, and I was like, I'm just not in the mood for this, and I'm not going to put out something that I'm not behind. With that being said, girls, um, we are here for a very sad day. Yes. We are here to celebrate and remember the life and times of the I said what I said sound effect. She has traveled with us on this seven-week journey thus far. She has been played and overused. And I believe it was time to lay her to rest. So may we all just take a moment of silence. Because she said what she said. And let us pay our final respects. Guys, that was an emotional moment. It is time to say goodbye to... I said what I said! We are... Saying goodbye to her because... I said what I said! We have gained two new sound effects to our board. And I never in my life believed that I would find a better... I said what I said! Until I did. I said what I said! Thank you... Misha Iman. I said what I said. Yeah, yeah. I said what I said. 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 Oh, girls. Um, shit. Hold on, everyone.
We are also brought here today to talk about the late, the great. I said what I said. Tamisha Iman, mother of the dynasty of the House of Iman. I said what I said. Her time on the drag race has come to a jarring end due to one miss candled fuse candy muse this past friday we had to let go of our sister tamisha iman after she took to the stage in a little black dress, dressed for her funeral. <laughs> Already dressed the part. I said what I said. It was time for the battle of the century. The candled muse against the Tanmisha Iman mother of the House of Dynasty of the House of Dynasty. <laughs> The dynasty of the Amman dynasty. As the two girls took their spaces on the runway, you just knew our little Brooklyn firecracker candled muse had a fire lit underneath her little hoodlum street took us <laughs> while Poised and elegant, I said what I said. Tamisha Iman was ready to give us old school drag. <laughs> As the girls battled it out, Tamisha kept it beautiful as always, while Candled Muse fought and brought heart and courage to the stage of RuPaul's Fag Race. How dare you! And we here at the um, Logan Hardcore Headquarters White Plains Edition press room would like to thank you all for being here today because we have got to talk about something that is becoming very serious. I said what I said. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, those of you that were boys, that became girls, that maybe went back to being a boy. Who knows? We don't want anyone to be excluded at this press release. But I, last week, made a very bold statement where I said that Tina Burner's train look was the most horrific ensemble to ever hit the runway. You know, and when I said that, I meant, well, first of all, what I think. And second of all, I want to clarify, I meant like 
a package like you brought it. Not something that was made, because I truly believe that Lala Ree's outfit is really just the ugliest thing on the face of the earth. Um, the paper bag. That was really the ugliest thing. But Tina Burner. Okay, here we go. This is going to be um, tough, <laughs> because I have to come to you like a sister. When the category is little black dress, and they said Tina Burner first, I said, oh, not this. Not this. This is called producing. Um, when Tina Burner rounded that corner in that Party City shake-and-go wig, this is what went through my mind. Rotted. Gutted. That's... Basic. Tired. <laughs> Again, you know what? Let's make it that one a little louder in case you didn't hear it. Rotted. Gutted. That's basic. Tired. Yes, all of the above. Thank you, Trixie Mattel, for taking the words right out of my mouth. I said what I said. It was the ugliest wig that has ever been on Drag Race. I mean, uh... What on God's earth were you thinking? Who do you think you are? I, uh, uh, How dare you? How dare you represent New York City with that ugly-ass fucking wig up on your head? How dare you? I was insulted. My eyes were insulted. Rotted. Gutted. That's basic. Good. Tired. I mean, those words only begin to explain how I was feeling. I was like, oh my god, I was so, my throat is so dry, like that wig. Um, I don't know, I was so disappointed because in the main challenge, Tina finally looked good. I think it was the prettiest she ever looked. And then for the runway, she came out with that? It was just disappointing. Disappointing to say the least. Um, and that's kind of my opinions about that whole episode, was Tina was disappointing. And I think I said this in a previous episode, and I'm going to say it again. I said what I said. You young, uneducated faggots need to do some research before going on a show that is built on the backs of, like, gay history. You know you're going to go on Drag Race and you're going to need to know gay movies, gay culture, gay references. And anyone that thinks that disco and gay don't go in the same hand in hand are just fucking ignorant. How dare you? How dare these girls not know what the Disco Sucks movement is? They probably don't know what AIDS is. <laughs> I said what I said. These girls are probably walking around popping blue pills taking cum up in every hole, getting their holes flooded like the Capitol, and just fucking not, don't know what AIDS is. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't talk about Drag Race anymore. It's hurting my head. Um, what I do want to touch on, and I touched a bit at the beginning of this episode, is um, people taking care of their mental health. Um, this is especially important for me right now as I am 
in a journey of sobriety and getting my bearings with this and making sure my feet are firmly planted on the ground. And like one thing people probably don't take into effect is that this affected everyone in my life. My husband, my father who lived with me, you know, my husband knows me as someone that drinks. Like our social engagements are drinking. We go out and we drink and we have fun. Like that's what we did when it wasn't BC before Corona. Um, you know, well, sometimes we had fun. Most of the time we fought. Um, <laughs> I said what I said. But, um, you know, I didn't ask anyone's opinion before doing this. This was, I'm doing this and get on, get on the train or kindly see yourself off at the next exit. Um, <clears throat> and I want to say this for people that are in recovery, thinking about recovery, just even thinking about taking a break from drinking for a little bit. There's something to be said about people that make this about them. I've had, I've stopped talking to a couple people, you know, not, I didn't say we're never talking again to these people, but like I've taken a back seat because when you make me stopping drinking because I had an issue, your first comment is, well, what about, like, that? what about me? How do, uh, it's not about you. It's about me. And I will figure out my friendships. I hung out with Renee, who is probably one of my heaviest drinking friends, and we had a just fine time and we're normal because Renee knows my limits. Renee knows my boundaries. She knows what to say, what not to say, what to do, what not to do. She's never going to push it on me. And that's great. And when I said I'm ready to go to bed, she didn't fight me on it. She probably went to bed right after me. So, you know, um, in all of that, I'm also having to realize, like, I'm processing things different than I used to. I used to drink and do drugs to not process things and to numb and to um, get out of my head and to, you know, not have to deal with reality. So now when things in my life happen, like if I get into a fight with my husband, there's no drinking and doing drugs. There's facing it head on. And what... I don't do is ever give myself a break or enough time. Um, I'm constantly going and doing something. I work from six in the morning till three. Then I have training. Then, you know, I usually have a, a personal training. And then I have AA. So my day is filled from six till when I go to bed. Maybe with an hour or two to sit down, but you know, we're cooking dinner, we're always doing something. On top of that, I do a podcast. On top of that, I do drag. On top of that, I do a Patreon. On top of that, I'm in AA at least once a day, if not twice. I chair a meeting, I'm in two business meetings, like, I'm in a lot. Um, <clears throat> and then on top of that, you know, I think it's no secret, I'll say to this point, that I'm writing a book. Um, so now I've added that. Um... And when it came time for me to record yesterday, I just felt fried. I just sat there and I physically felt like I was, one, I was going to cry. And two, that I needed a, you know what, while I'm thinking about it, let me take my fucking depression medicine. Sorry, we're back. Um, you know, I just sat down and I started talking. I have five minutes, which I'll post on Patreon at some point. And it was just not me. I wasn't cheerful. I wasn't joyful. And I just wasn't having fun. Um, and that's what this is for me. This is supposed to be a place to come and talk shit and have a little giggle and talk about, have fake funerals and all of that shit.
Um, and then for a second, I cared. I was like, oh my god, people are going to unfollow me. People are expecting this to come out on time. I'm always someone who does shit on time. But it was like, go fuck yourselves. If you can't handle the fact that I needed a day of mental health for myself, kindly unfollow, unsubscribe, delete me on Facebook, don't be my friend on Instagram, don't like me, none of it. I said what I said. Because I don't need that energy. I need people that understand that I needed a fucking break. I had to prep my body for the super hole. And, you know, my nephews were coming over. I wanted to spend time with them and have fun and all of that. Like, I just didn't want to worry. Speaking of the stupid bowl. Okay, we have to talk about this halftime experience because... You know what? Everyone, queue up. Here we go. We are gathered here today to um, talk about Super Bowls past that were iconic. Iconic. Just in past years, we had Beyonce. We had Lady Gaga. We had Madonna. We even had a horrible Katherine Perry performance. We sat through Coldplay. Justin Timberlake tried. And then last night, we had The Weeknd. Shut your fucking mouth. I've had enough of you, you beast. Mama. It was The Weeknd, and I've never looked more forward to a Monday, bitch, because that was a mess. A full mess. Seven million dollars for that. Meanwhile, we got people in America sitting out online to get food on food lines, bitch. And he spent seven million dollars for that mess. Girl, I could not. When he went into that gold fucking room and was spinning, that is literally how I felt when I woke up in P-Town during my rock bottom weekend on the floor of my hotel room. I was like... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I had no idea where I was. I didn't know what was going on. I was spinning. I was still drunk. I was going back out. (laughs) The whole thing was a mess. It was very handmaid's tail-ish with the jock straps on the face. I don't know. I wasn't here for much of it. It was kind of a nightmare. And it made me want to drink. But luckily, I had my Mingle Mocktails. Ladies and gentlemen, if I have not told you or you have not heard, Mingle Mocktails is a bottled, pre-bottled beverage. Like, it comes in an array of flavors. I always say my two favorites are the Berry Bellini and the Cosmo. The Cosmo, which is in partnership with Margaret Josephs from the Real Housewives of New Jersey, who I'm going to work very hard on getting on this podcast during their season. Um... What I like about it is it's just 
ready to go. You can twist the top off and pour it and you have your drink. It's not like making a mocktail, which we are going to be talking about in coming weeks. I should be receiving my stuff this week and we will start talking about that if you want a little bit more of like a crafted mocktail but this is what i love about it is it's ready to go it's sweet it's delicious it's sparkling it was great during the holidays and i have a feeling it'll be really great for me in the summertime when i'm sitting outside with like ice and whatnot like it'll just be like a cool refreshing beverage and i won't you don't feel like you're a freak for having a mocktail um, that's what I love about it. What I also love is that Laura, the woman who came up with this, she's also in the program and she did this so people would not feel ousted and like an outcast and everyone can just have a good time while they're partying. So I want you guys to go to minglemocktails.com and use code 10 hardcore for 10% off your purchase. You will also get a hardcore party package, which includes some paper straws, some beautiful coasters, some chocolate if it's still available. And it's just all in all a great thing to do. You can also get this at um, Amazon on Amazon and use code 10 hardcore for this product as well. I'm telling you guys, I promise you on this podcast, I will not promote anything that I do not use and love in my regular life. If you guys watch my show, the, um, it's the um, Best Virtual Series winner from the Slaughter Awards. <laughs> I say it. Um, if you watch my Thursday night show, you know that I drink it almost every week. So I really enjoy it. It is f always stocked in my house. I actually just ran out. I'm going to have to get some more. Um, and the thing is, like, she'll send me some, but I actually have no problem going out and buying it because it's $8 a bottle. Um, and with my code, you know, you get some off. So I would just suggest get a bottle or two. You can absolutely mix liquor with it, and I think that would make it an even better drink. But just go for it. Get a bottle. Enjoy yourselves. And, you know, that's where we're at with that. Hello. Sponsorship. <laughs> Girl, the chances of us ever getting this podcast picked up on a network are slim to none with these commercial skills. Um, you know, and with all that being said, like, what I'm not going to do on this podcast is ever fill time. So if it's a 20-minute podcast, it's 20 minutes. If it's 50, it's 50. But right now, I don't want to babble. It's 20 minutes. We've had a fucking f three funerals today. And you know what? At the end of the day, I have to say this. Tina Burner, you're showing on Drag Race so far this season has been... Rotted. Gutted. That's basic. Good. Tired. Goodbye.